and then make a conscious effort to change your language. So for instance, instead of telling yourself, I'm not good at this, you can say, this is challenging. I need more practice. And you know, I hope you see the difference in that. listening to the Daily Climb podcast, where we explore personal growth, mindset, and productivity strategies to help you pursue your passions. My name is Arielle, and I'm so passionate about helping young adults actually feel excited to wake up in the morning and to create the life of their dreams. So I want you to make sure that you tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for tips and inspiration so that you can climb. I can't wait to see how you grow. Okay, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 2022. <laughs> I literally just decided to do that. I was like, oh, that reel has been going around on Instagram where it's like, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 2022. So yeah, I don't know. But anyways, um, do we like the new intro? I really, I'm telling you, I re-recorded the intro a good 15 times maybe before I was like, okay, you know what? This is good. So I truly mean it when I say that I want to know if you like it. (laughs) So feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram. If you aren't following me yet, I am at Ariel Yasmin with two E's at the end. You can easily find me on there. But I am so, so excited for this new year and all the new opportunities that it brings and especially like all that I have in store with the podcast. I am so excited to keep bringing you guys new things. And I did mention that we are going to start having interviews this year. And so I'm really, really excited to put that out there and show you guys what I've been working on. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. We're going to be talking about how you can get your life together this year in 2022. And in all honesty, I can't believe that it's been two years since the world completely changed from COVID and a global pandemic. Like, how crazy is that? And unfortunately, the chaos of the past two years, it's really prevented or stopped rather people's goals and their dreams. But I want you to know that it doesn't have to be that way. You are in complete control of your life. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you some tips that you can get um, for you to use to get your life together in 2022. Alrighty. So the first tip that I have for you Remove toxic people from your life. And when I say toxic, I don't just mean people who are like bringing negativity 24-7 or always bringing drama in your life or, um, you know, always trying to get you to be in the drama and mix or whatever that may be. Like, yes, those are obviously toxic people. But I also mean people who you may may care for, but they heavily distract you from pursuing your goals. While you might not necessarily need to remove those types of people permanently, maybe think about limiting your time with them so that you can prioritize the things that you want to do. And one quote that I really like that kind of has to do with this is, you're the average of the five people you spend the most of your time with. So if you think about the people that you spend most of your time with, if they are, I don't know, doing things that aren't really what you want for yourself, then maybe reconsider who you want to spend most of your time with. And yeah, so that's the first step. The second tip is to get organized. Now, organization is a must if you want to get your life together this year because your physical and your mental clutter, it can make it difficult for you to focus not only on your goals, but whatever it is that you are working towards this year as a whole. 
And for me, although I can get a lot of work done when my physical environment is messy, it is so much easier and more focused when I don't have that mess around me. And today I actually did a whole like deep clean of my room and it's great. Like it looks so refreshing because it's not messy. Like, and when I say messy, like my room wasn't a mess, but there were, there were a lot of clothes that needed to be put away and I have the diffuser running and it's just great. Like that is a nice environment, a productive environment for me to get work done. And this is also true for your mental clutter. If you have a lot of racing thoughts or just a lot of thoughts in general on your mind, I want you to consider journaling, which is another tip I'm going to share in a bit. Or I want you to at least briefly write down, hey, like these are all the thoughts that I'm having in my head right now. Let me write them all down so that I can get back to them later. I don't need to dwell on it right now. You know what I mean? And what? And like, I also want to say when I mean organization, not just the physical and the mental clutter, but also keeping track of dates and deadlines, learning to prioritize your tasks and the things that you have to do, setting reminders if you need them, um, you know, planning your week that you have coming up or planning your next day that you have coming up. Those are all parts of organization, not just what you can physically see um, and different things like that. So that is the next uh, tip. The third tip is start journaling. I know I just mentioned this. So taking the intentional time to reflect on your thoughts and I don't know, your day-to-day life in general, it's an incredibly effective man. I am struggling to speak. (laughs) It is an incredibly effective way to begin reframing your thoughts and making meaningful changes in your life. And some questions that you can ask yourself, it could be number one, am I waking up in the morning ready to take on the day? And maybe your answer to that is yes. And maybe your answer to that is no. But either way, ask yourself why. Why do I feel ready to wake up uh, you know, and take on the day in the morning? Is it because I got enough sleep? Is it because I you know, said reaffirming and positive thoughts to myself before I went to sleep? Or on the flip side, why don't I feel ready to take on the day in the morning? What is it that I'm feeling? Did I not get enough sleep? Different things like that. Uh, Another question you can ask yourself is, am I letting matters that are out of my control stress me out? I know like so many people, they let things that are outside of their control stress themselves out. And, ooh, I kind of want to say this. I don't, okay, no, I will say it. So uh, one of the upcoming guests on the podcast, while we were chatting, he said something that was just so, so impactful. And basically he had shared that a mentor asked him, um, you know, with his life, are you, you know what? I'm not going to share it. You will have to listen to that episode when it comes out. Okay. So then another question that you can ask yourself while journaling is what worries me most about the future? Or what am I holding on to that I need to let go of? Or my favorite way to spend the day is XYZ. Or I couldn't imagine living without XYZ. If I, if my body could talk, it would say fill in the blank. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to use a prompt in order to journal. You could also just write freely without a prompt. You could write about your day, your week, or maybe you can even relive a memory that meant something to you. You can literally write about anything. It's your words, you writing on the page, and that's the beauty of journaling. But I know that many people don't enjoy writing. And so if you don't, I encourage you to try recording an audio message of yourself talking. You can use the voice, mes- the voice, uh, what's it called? Voice memo app on your phone or download one if you don't have one. And, you know, you can ask yourself those same questions, but instead of writing, you would be talking. And I've done this during long drives that I have to work. And I definitely came up with a lot of interesting thoughts and even expressed feelings that I didn't realize I had. So it was really, really uh, freeing. And I don't know, I really enjoyed it. And so I started doing it more and more. 
But okay, that's that tip. The next tip I have for you is to take care of your health. Your physical health is going to play a huge role in how you feel. And if you can, like another, uh, I guess the first example I have of this is if you continue eating after you feel full, which is something I do uh, every now and then, this uh, typically would cause you to feel really tired. You know, when you go, uh, when you overeat and you're just like, man, I can take a nap right now. And, you know, things like that, that obviously decreases your productivity because you just feel so stuffed that you don't even want to move. And so prioritizing a proper diet, you know, not eating after you feel full, that can help you with your mood, your fatigue, your hunger. And it's equally as important to make sure that you're prioritizing sleep. That's a part of your health and overall well-being. You know, I think um, the recommended amount of time is like the minimum seven hours, I think. I don't, I'm, don't quote me on that. But yeah, so that's the fourth tip. Now, the fifth tip that I have for you is to start living proactively instead of reactively. It is so, so easy to live life on autopilot. And this is something that I found myself doing, especially when I was in college. I was repeating the same daily cycle, you know, going to school, going to work, eating, you know, obviously taking a shower, brushing my teeth, eating again, Netflix, uh, going to sleep and, you know, just repeating that same mundane cycle. And something that I found that when I was doing that is I was putting things off until later. And I'm saying that with like air quotes, because realistically, we know that later never comes, right? And instead, what I want to challenge you to do this year is to live proactively. Take five minutes out of your time to plan your next day. Or every Sunday, maybe set your intentions for the week ahead. Or you can intentionally engage in self-care. There's many ways that this could look like, but I really encourage you, live proactively instead of reactively. Um, you know, one thing like I was mentioning with putting things off till later, if instead you choose, hey, like this is something I want to get done, how about I start working on this now instead of watching Netflix? And you know, that's a way that you could be proactive because on the flip side, if you're reactive, you say, hey, I'm going to do this later. And then, you know, all these different tasks come up or, you know, an emergency comes up and this, that, and the other, and then you never get to do that thing that you wanted to do so badly. And so that's why it's so, so important to live proactively instead of reactively. All right. So the sixth tip that I have for you is to do a life audit. A life audit, if you haven't heard one of my other episodes where I've shared about this, it's basically a thorough assessment of where you currently are in your life. And you can analyze any area of your life, really, but the most typical that I've seen people analyze are you know, their career, or if they are an entrepreneur, their business, finances, health, relationships, your spirituality, your fun and you know, recreational activities, and different things like that. And in a nutshell, what you're going to do is you're going to rate each area and you're going to, you know, you could choose at one uh, out of five, out of 10, whatever you want. And then you're going to write out what you currently like and don't like about that area in your life. What do you want to improve? What do you want to do less of, more of, you know, things like that. And you can even set goals for each area after you audit it. Now, if this sounds like something that you really want to do, I encourage you to grab my free life audit worksheets. They are going to be in the sh in the show notes, the description of this podcast episodes or uh, episode, <laughs> or you can head over to my website and, um, you know, arielyasmin.com slash resources, and you will see it right there, right in front of you. You can grab it and it's awesome. I've had a lot of people download that in the past week, actually, and they have been loving it. So I encourage you to download that. 
But that is the sixth tip. Now, the seventh tip is to pursue your passions. Now, this sounds like it's, okay, obviously pursue my passions, but realistically, so many people don't know what they're passionate about. And not even that, so many people, because they keep saying later, 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 they never get the chance to pursue their passions or even discover what they're really passionate about. So I encourage you to ask yourself, what sets your soul on fire? What would you do every single day if you could? Are you doing that thing? Why or why not? And, you know, if you still don't know what you're passionate about, this is an opportunity for you to try anything that catches your eye. I know for me, I've been looking at pottery lately and I really want to take a pottery class because that might end up being something that I really love to do. And, you know, see what you like, see what you don't like and make sure to give it a decent chance before be calling it quits, you know? And, you know, like one of my passions is singing. I absolutely love to sing and I sing every opportunity that I get. <laughs> but yeah, so that is the sixth. Oh no, that is the seventh. All right, so number eight, take responsibility. Now, the reason why I mention this is because, you know, it's very easy to, when things happen in our lives, we blame other people and try to take the blame off of us so that we remove ourselves from, you know, taking responsibility in our life, basically. And, you know, once you learn to stop blaming other people for your problems, you're going to be able to take better actions towards fixing the problems that you have because you're going to realize, hey, I'm responsible for taking the necessary actions to get my life together. And, you know, at this point of the episode, if you're still listening, I assume that you're someone who does take responsibility and who wa who actually wants to uh, get their life together and, you know, just recognizes that it's all in your hands and not only that but that you are capable of doing so so the ninth tip that i have for you is to change your self-talk i really really encourage you if you're distracted right now come back to me because this is a really really big one negative self-talk has a huge impact on the way that we see ourselves and it also limits the way that we're able to show up for not just ourselves but our goals and it can look like a variety of things so for example you might say i can never do anything right or i'm not good at this so i won't be trying this ever again those are just two examples but it could look like so much more than that and this type of thinking, it prevents you from seeing the various opportunities in life. And it also makes you start to believe the words that you're saying to yourself. And just imagine if you keep saying that to yourself every single day, you're going to be operating from a place of, I can't do this. And, you know, feeling like the goals and dreams you have for yourself just aren't achievable. So I really encourage you to to catch your inner critic by being more aware of how you speak to yourself and then make a conscious effort to change your language. So for instance, instead of telling yourself, I'm not good at this, you can say, this is challenging. I need more practice. And, you know, I hope you see the difference in that. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. 
Alrighty, so the next tip I have for you is to review your strengths and weaknesses. It's hard to get your life together if you don't even know what your strengths and weaknesses are. And it's incredibly eye-opening to see what things you naturally excel at and what things that you could use more improvement in. And if you're not sure what your strengths and weaknesses are, you can ask your friends, your family, your coworkers, and you can ask them all what they think. And then, you know, when you write down the list of what each person says, you can compare them and, you know, go from there and see, okay, all everyone said this so this must be must be a thing that i'm not seeing about myself you know and once you know what, what those strengths and weaknesses are then you can think about which areas you want to improve in and maybe even which strengths that you want to apply more in a day-to-day basis and different things like that and it's really really empowering to know what you're really good at and what you want to work on you know it helps you be more intentional with what you are striving towards and the actions that you pursue All right, so the 11th tip that I have for you is to create a routine. I recently have been getting back into my routine and it's just, I mean, I haven't been, you know, 100% consistent with it, but I'm trying my best and I know that I'm going to get into the swing of my routine again. And, you know, it just... It just feels so empowering when you are in a routine and just, you know, feels really uplifting because having a routine, it can give you better stress levels, better sleep, and even better overall health um, as a whole. And you can start by creating a morning routine. I have a morning routine and also recently started writing out an evening routine that I want to start doing also. But one way that you could start creating this for yourself is asking, what do you love to do in the morning? How would you like to start your day? What time do you want to wake up? And actually, you can even incorporate each area of the savers routine, which is from The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. I will also put that in the show notes if you want to grab that book to read it. But it's an amazing book. I just finished it um, maybe two weeks ago or something like that. And basically, his uh, savers technique is, it's an acronym. So S stands for silence, where you sit in silence, prayer, or meditation so that you can quiet your mind. Then next, we have affirmations, using encouraging phrases to increase your positive self-talk. We just chatted about that. Visualization, so you can imagine yourself achieving your dreams and succeeding in life. Exercise, so that you can move your body and increase blood flow and oxygen to your brain. Reading, so that you can enjoy or Uh, you know, learn something new through what you're reading. And then last, scribing, because journaling helps you process your thoughts and reflect on life. And we just chatted about that as well. So, I mean, obviously you don't have to do everything in this. You can uh, customize and adjust. You can take what you want, leave what you don't want, you know, but I really encourage you, if you don't have a morning routine, try creating one, you know, you can test it out for a week, see how you like it. Test it out for two weeks, you know, add uh, add and adjust as you go along. But I really, really encourage you to do that. Now, the last tip that I have for you is something that we're going to be chatting a lot more about in the coming weeks. It is to set goals for yourself. Now, whether you choose to set short-term or long-term goals for yourself or both, I you know, both... <laughs> It, ooh, that was my chair creaked and it was just really loud. Anyway, so it can give you a target that you're working towards when you set those short-term and long-term goals. And goals can come in all shapes and sizes. And, you know, uh, I guess I'll share some examples. So you may say, hey, I want to lose 15 pounds in the next three months. Or you might say, hey, I want to increase my income three times within the next year. Or I want to start walking my dog for 10 minutes every morning and every evening. Those are just three examples. You, I'm sure you have goals and New Year's resolutions, as many people do. 
But um, I also encourage you, if you haven't listened to my goal setting episode, listen to that. But there are some changes that I made to my goal setting routine, uh, not routine, I guess, goal setting method. And so I'm actually going to be hosting a workshop on goal setting. And I will tell you more about that in just a second. But as I'm sure you can imagine, goals are a pretty important part of how you can get your life together this year. And, you know, the Uh, saying in quotations, getting my life together, that can look like many different things depending on the person and their goals. So my final thoughts on this episode is that you are so, so capable of getting your life back on track this year. But I also want you to know that you should want this more for yourself than anything. Don't let any external opinions affect your actions and the actions that you take this year. We may still be in the middle of a pandemic, but you can completely change the trajectory of your life, and I really, really mean that. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the Daily Climb podcast for 2022, and I can't wait to see you next time. Wait, before you exit out of today's episode, would you do me a huge favor and leave a review on Apple or Spotify? It would mean the world to me to see that you're loving this podcast and the episodes that I'm putting out there. And once you're done with that, take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your Instagram story or text it to a friend so that others can tune in and discover this podcast too. If you're not already connected with me over on Instagram, I encourage you to follow the Daily Climb podcast to stay up to date on everything going on. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode of the Daily Climb podcast. Thank you.